Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. Our guest today is Moto Adi. She's a uh, motorcycle traveler from Sweden. She went from Sweden to Italy this summer, and we talked to her about her travels. This is her first podcast. And we talk everything from motorcycles to politics to sexuality. So I think you're going to like this podcast, man. It took a turn, and it was a great turn. So enjoy Moto Adi. Uh-oh. Oh, you hear that music? That means it's time to go. That means it's time to get it on. That means it's time to start recording. Brand new guest. She's my second Swedish guest. Second Swedish guest. Something about Swedes and motorcycles and women that ride. I don't know what it is. Welcome to DBTVT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest is I do like I always do. I just find out. I, I stalk them on, on Instagram. And I find them and I hit them up with a real nice DM. Like, hey, could you please be on my podcast? And it's always the Swedes that are so nice and they agree. So my second Swede on the show, she goes by Moto Adi. Adi. Moto Adi, it's Swedish, and her uh, first name is Adina. So, Adina, how are you? Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Um, I- I'm cold, but I'm, I'm good otherwise. <laughs> okay. Uh, did, did her audio, she needs to be turned up a little bit? Okay, yeah. Okay. You're cold. Well, of course, it's, it's wintertime in Sweden, right? Yeah, it's winter. It's, um, it's still pretty cold. It's minus degrees in Celsius, so it's... Uh, too cold for me. <laughs> are, are, are you going to do some winter riding? Are you going to put some uh, studs on the, on the bike and, and go oh, winter no. riding? No, 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 no. I, 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 I've had friends that do that, but I, I'm too scared. <laughs> well, listen, well, your, your, uh, your compatriot, uh, Hannah Johansson, who was on the show, she puts winter studs on her bike and she rides. So I know you know her. So why don't you guys team up and travel the world together as a Swedish duo? Kind of like wrestling. You know, you got, the, you got the ladies of wrestling, but the ladies of motorcycles. You guys travel the world together even in the wintertime. How about that? Um, that would be super awesome. She's such an idol and like an icon to me. Uh, she she actually inspires me so much uh, to do the trip to Italy. So it, that would be super cool. But we actually, we rode together in 2019 for the Women's World Relay. Okay. You know what that is? Uh, uh, please tell me. No, please tell me, please. It was like an organization, I think, started by, now I don't remember her name, but it was a woman from uh, Great Britain, mm-hmm. and started rally with this uh, rally stick, and then they would pass it on from women's groups to women's groups, riding motorcycles all over the world. So the stick passed like from woman to woman all around the world. And uh, yeah, when they were in Sweden, we rode from Örebro to Stockholm to pass it to the Finnish girls. So that was really cool. And I didn't know it was her. I followed her on Instagram yeah. and then heard her say, uh, or somebody called her and it was Hannah. And then like somewhere in my mind, I was just kind of like, no, it can't be that Hannah. And then I was kind of like, I went up to her and I was like, wait, are you that Hannah? I was just like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's a total fangirl moment. It was super embarrassing. But yeah. Well, it's yeah. great. You guys, though, but you guys, I think that would be great if you guys rode together, honestly, around the world, two Swedes together. That's what you call you. Like you combine your podcast, two Swedes together, travel the world. How about that? And I would do the, I'll do the narration. Like you just send, send me the video. I'll do the narration. Like, and two, like, kind of like Morgan Freeman, like, and the two girls traveled around the world together. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Watch that. <laughs> well, you got to get you a winter riding first. We got to get you some studs and go winter ride. I want to see you do that. She's doing it. So why don't you do it? I mean, what's there to be afraid of? Oh, you can, well, you've dropped your bike before, right? Oh, yeah. Many times. Uh, not this one. Oh, actually, yeah, I have dropped this one before, too, but not after the makeover. So <laughs> I, I saw that makeover. Good. Great job, by the way. And that's what made me honestly. That's what really got me that you you did everything with that bike. Did you understand how to uh, do that before or you just learned by rote? Absolutely not. I had a lot of help. I did not do everything myself. So a lot of it, I had help. A lot of it is YouTube. A lot of it is my Heinz manual. Uh, this one. And uh, a lot of it is just like super nice people who know what they're doing, experienced people um, from different garage places I've been to um, that know what they're doing and they helped me out. So I learned a lot from them. <laughs> you can you can learn anything on YouTube. I think you can learn how to build a bomb. You can learn how to build a motorcycle. You learn anything. Well, not you're sweet. You guys don't do stuff like that. But I mean, it's but you no. Know, so you can learn everything from YouTube. YouTube is the most underrated used I don't know how what you say not utility. It, it, <laughs> yeah, everything you can you learn everything from YouTube. You from YouTube? Yeah, it's amazing. I love YouTube. 
I actually started, uh, I just, um, after I did my trip, I guess um, you first saw me on Instagram. Um, I have way more followers there than I do on my YouTube channel. <laughs> But I'm just like getting started with the whole YouTube thing. And it's so I, I'm so impressed by uh, like the the patience and the energy and the skill people have to do good YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I've totally like uh, what do you call it when 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 you when you have like an opponent opponent and then they're actually stronger than you thought they were um, like uh, misjudged them okay yeah like, i thought it was like when i started this trip i thought it would be like okay well that can't be too hard like it'll probably take <laughs> me like no 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 it takes like so many hours and so much energy and so much work so i'm um, uh uh yeah it's it's uh it's a lot of work it's a lot more work than i thought it would be but is it reward are you re but are you having fun is it rewarding and are you having fun Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's really fun. Like, uh, uh, right now I'm using Premiere Pro and it's super, like, it's a super easy program, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's, it, yeah, it's really fun. I really like, uh, you know, uh, graphic design and, and uh, like making art uh, via the digital, uh, what do you call it? Illustrator. Okay. So, I mean, anything like uh, content creating, I think that's super, super fun. So that's that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> you know, what? I think I ran across you when I was in Italy. You were in Italy. It was a weird thing. I, I, I remember vividly it was in September. I think you were in Italy, right? And I was on the Rimini coast and I was going through my Instagram and I saw your uh, like a post. And I go, oh, she's in Italy, too. And I I don't I don't think I uh uh, like we uh, commented because I thought that would have been kind of weird if I would have said, "Hey, I'm in Italy too. You want to come down and, and watch the MotoGP race together?" So I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't that like comment. But I wanted so bad to, but I was afraid how it would look on your end. You know, what I mean, I try, I try to look after women and think about your point of view. Like here's some weird dude from America going, "Hey, why don't you come down here and watch a race together?" Yeah, but you know, the worst thing that can happen is that I ignore you or just like don't well, say anything. Oh, that's been done. Yeah, that's been done before. Trust me, you're not the first thing. You won't be the last. But the thing, but the thing about it is, I want it so bad because I was, I just loving women, for, and for some reason, I love when women travel by themselves. To me, that's the ultimate form of independence. It really, it sounds like nothing, but when a woman, like especially on a motorcycle, and you're traveling, and you, you, you don't really know anybody, and you're just trusting yourself and your instincts. To go out there on the motor, I think that's the most incredible thing in the world. So I, that's why I'm attracted or drawn to women like yourself and like Hannah because you guys are doing it. You're doing it by yourself, and you're trying. So I, you know, I'm I'm very uh, aware of how this comes off if you don't know me. So I try to keep it up here and say, listen, hey, I'm, you know, I try to like keep my voice high so it doesn't scare you. You know, not the typical dark, you know, like deep black man voice. So I keep it like up here so I don't scare you. But I want to be, like, hey, come and watch the race with me. So I, I wanted to so bad, but I said, nah, I better not. Yeah, yeah, no. But then again, I had, um, I, I had, I've had this dream to, this was my first uh, solo trip um, alone. So uh, I actually had a lot of people who contacted me and wanted to ride with me. Um, a lot of like, you know, random people on Instagram, but also like organized women's riders groups. Uh, and I tried to get in contact with one of the, I think it was the uh Vima I think it's called uh of Italy okay uh, they called me but I couldn't match their time with where they, they were in Sardinia and I was going to Sicily so it was it didn't really work um but um I I, I would probably have said no if you contacted me but that's not because of any like you it's because it was my first solo trip and I was just kind of like in this whole euphoria of like traveling alone yes no, trust me, I, 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 I totally understand. And I wouldn't even, I, like I said, that's why I stopped from like asking you because I go, yeah, that's weird. You know what I mean? To be someplace in another country go, hey, you want to come, you know, you know like, me? So that's why I didn't say, but, but I want to ask you this. If I ask you, wh what's, which happened first? Did you find motorcycling or did motorcycling find you? Oh, it was probably definitely, 
Well, it be, it's it's a funny story. It was my um I actually did not like motorcycles from the beginning. I I hated them. I hated the smell. I hated the loud noise. I hated like, you know, I didn't like that they went so fast. Um but then uh and my partner at the time, he's super into motorcycles. So I was uh, it was a very hot summer. And he was asking me to go get ice cream. And he was like, but you can only get ice cream if you go on the back of the motorcycle with me. And I was just kind of like, oh, man, okay, fine. <laughs> and um, I sat up on the back. I put on all the heavy, sweaty gear. And I was just, like so annoyed and like mad. <laughs> then, you know, as soon as he pulled the throttle, it was just kind of like a, a weird butterfly feeling of just kind of like, you know, when, when, when you just see someone and then you kind of just like fall in love with them, but you don't know what's happening. So it, it's a very strange feeling, but I just completely and utterly fell in love right then and there as he pulled the throttle. And it was like, you know, Swedish summer and, and the warm wind was coming onto us and I could like let my arms out and feel the air. And then the, like the summer fields, the flowers were coming in through the visor. And I was just like, I need to do this myself. This was so like unexpected uh, that I would fall in love with this because it was so, you know, it, exhilarating family none of them have this interest and none of them are i'm trying to get my dad over onto this but yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so unexpected and i think yeah it was more sort of like motorcycling uh yeah they found me <laughs> definitely i i, I it, it was i like call it euphoria because it, it to me was it once you set on it and like you said once you feel that there's yeah. something about that. And honestly, I don't know how people don't fall in love with motorcycling. If you get on a motorcycle and that that's not your first reaction, I kind of might, I'm not going to say I won't like you, but it's like, there's going to be a little space where I'm like, eh, you know what I mean? Because I just think that once that happens, that's a love you don't lose. I mean, you don't lose that love because you, you, I just say you remember it, the smells of motorcycling, the, the that, that feeling, that euphoria when you ride for the first time that like, wow, I mean, I'm glad you experienced that. So, so when did you dump your boyfriend and just go by yourself and go solo? Oh, <laughs> that was, um, it, it, it's actually a quite depressing story. It was a, it was a quite a toxic relationship. So yeah. Yeah, uh, he actually dumped me, so it was not me that dumped him. Oh. But I'm very happy that he did because now I think we're both in a better place. And yeah, um, but I think I, uh, yeah, it, we we separated, and then I got so in Sweden we have three licenses. We have one for the smaller bikes, and then mm -hmm. one for the little bikes, and then one for the heavier bikes. And you have to be. Uh, if you haven't had the middle license for at least two years uh, and you're under 24 years old, you have to get the middle license first and have it for two years to get the heavy bike license. And I was 23 at the time uh, when I was, uh, I've been, I've been um, practice driving since after that time when, when I went uh, on the back of his bike and then I was 19 so uh, I got my middle license when I was 23. I was just like, fuck it. I don't care if it costs a lot of money. I want to ride this summer and I want to get the license for the middle bikes now so that I can, you know, be on two wheels this summer. So then I got that. And then I took the heavy bike license when I was 24. So I've had the heavy bike license for four years now. <laughs> well, I, I think that's, I think United States should adopt that, honestly, because I think it's almost appalling how once you get a motorcycle license here, like, I understand dealerships have to make money and sell bikes, but they don't really care. They just want to get it out. And I've seen just horrific situations where people shouldn't be on that bike and they sell it. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you trying to kill that person? And I think that's a great I, – I, like I said before the show, you Swedes are very smart. Now, I think that is – I think that's a – I think that's a thing. There would be more motorcycle – less fatalities, I think, here if people did it the way you guys do it. I mean, first you got the meatballs, then you got Ikea, and then you got the three <laughs> motorcycle licenses. I mean, you guys, you guys know how to to do it great yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean i guess we're very like you know and i noticed that when i went to sicily because you know in in <laughs> or Italy, you you just kind of like um after a while you just kind of like 
you you forget the way you ride in Sweden versus how you have to ride in Italy. And Italy is just kind of like crazy. It's like functioning chaos. Yes, uh, there you. It's organized chaos. It really yeah. is. I I rode in Milan and I was like, man, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I avoided the big cities I, uh, with the council from my, um, my uh, well, I call them relatives. It's not uh, by blood, but yeah, the, it's um, my, I have relatives uh, close to uh, Venice. Mm-hmm. And they, I stayed there for almost, uh, I think it was one or two weeks. And they sort of helped me and try and like plan the rest of the route in Italy. And they were like, avoid Rome avoid Milan, avoid like the big cities because it's not going to be fun for you. You're just going to be in traffic and you, that's probably, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted like, you know, to go on the back route where like the cat, the stray cats go or like, you know. Yes, it is because I, I saw your YouTube video and you missed your turn. And so you took another one and it turned out better. I mean, you were like, I'm, I'm glad I took it. And that, to yeah. me, is what motorcycling is all about. Somebody said it, and it's not a, an original quote, but you don't really get lost on a motorcycle. You just find, <laughs> like, you just find, like, different roads and different routes. And like you said, and, like, when I watched it, you go, I missed my turn. And you were going up on, it's a small road, and it was like, it almost turned out better. You know, you saw yeah. a beautiful countryside, and that's what motorcycling does. It brings you closer to nature, I think, and it's just a better way of seeing the world. I mean, now I cannot stand being in a car. I was on a motorcycle and it was like maybe probably 30 degrees, maybe 20 degrees. And I go and I was freezing my ass off. And I go, you know what? At least I'm not in a car. But I yeah. meant that. I mean, I couldn't feel my fingers, my, fro- my toes. Fro- I go, at least I'm not in a car. And I was like, ugh. And that's, and that's the great feeling you have on a motorcycle, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't own a car. Uh- <laughs> Good for you. Uh, I- yes. I probably should since it, I can't, I don't have the, the studded tires on my motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, so I can't really, I have to, I have to ride the bus and the, the train and, and the metro uh, to get to work. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I just feel like motorcycles are much nicer and I'd rather put my money on that than a car. <laughs> or in, in the wintertime, get a bicycle, get, get like, get like a, uh, like a mountain bike with the, with the fat tires, oh. with the fat tires. Yeah. Now, that way, if it snows, you won't fall. So get a, get a mountain bike. You'll stay in shape like you already are. And that way, and you'll still be closer to nature. It's like being on a bike. And for some reason, it still helps you be a better motorcycle rider. So get a, get a mountain bike with a, with those, with those big fat tires on it. And that, right. That's your goal. That's by me telling you that's your goal. So do that. I'm going to have to get a sponsor though. Cause now I'm, I'm very, very, very broke, completely broke. So. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I've been like ramen noodles and, um, you know, <laughs> not the kind, you know, like the plastic kind where you, where you <laughs> yes. little extra seasoning bag in yes. like the, and then it just tastes like, you know, salt. It's not really. Listen, listen, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You, you never outgrow ramen noodles, okay? And here's what, and I, mean, I had them last night, but I had, had gourmet ramen noodles. Here's what you do. You get the noodles, okay? But you don't put the seasoning in because it's too much sodium. And what you do, and here's what I did. I made the noodles separately, and then I chopped up mushrooms. I put spinach in it, and I chopped up some, uh, some uh, red onions, put it in there, and then I had uh, bell peppers and mixed it all together and mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Good. Now I'm hungry. See, hey, yeah, I'm hungry too. Just, th- just saying that. Here's what you do. If you ever come over to the United States, okay, if you ever come here where I'm at in Indianapolis and you just have to be riding through on the motorcycle and you're all cool and everybody's hitting you up and go, no, I'm going to see my man BT. He's going to make me some ramen noodles. Okay. That's what I want you to do. Yeah, man. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, speaking of that, actually, what I want to ask you, and it was like in in relation to kind of like the relationship you're in. You said it was a toxic. Why was it a toxic relationship? Oh man, um, I I don't want to bad talk this person because he's not here and he can't defend himself. But um, it, I I think I. It was my very first relationship with anyone, uh, and um, and so and I had a lot of like, you know, problems at home, and I had a lot of problems with myself, uh, and I still do. I have a lot of work to do on myself. And like I, in what way? In what way though? In what way? Well, men like m- mental issues, like um, you know, depression, anxiety. Um, and just like self-esteem issues. Um, and I think like a lot of that, um, 
was really hard for him. And um, so I, I, I don't want to say it's like my fault because some of the things he did were were completely not okay. Uh, and, but I, I mean, we were both very, very young. We were 19. And it was my first relationship. So I guess it was like, um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Well, you know, but you understand is you're still growing and taking it from my perspective, looking at you and not to belittle that relationship. I, you know, you understand, like you said, you're young, it's your first real relationships, you know, and everybody goes through it. I know it, it like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm belittling in that at all because, you know, you find what you find and you fall in love, whatever. But looking at it now, knowing, not really knowing what you're going through, but, you know, been through something like that when I was younger. The positive side of that is you found motorcycling, and, that, and I think that was a, a positive part of, of your life. So that was the positive part. It led you to that. I, I was reading one of your posts, and you said somebody said I was too sensitive, and you go, and you go I don't believe in that. I, because, and it's the truth, though, because we're always evolving as people, and, and at least you should be. I, say, I take it back. You should be evolving as a person. If you're the same person you were... If I'm the same person as I was when I was 18, I mean, something's wrong. I shouldn't be. Muhammad Ali said it best. If you were the same person at 50 as you were at 25, then you didn't grow at all. Now, I, st I still like macaroni and cheese like as a kid. I still like ramen noodles. But in other aspects, I've grown up. And that's what's, you know, with you. And that's where it's going to be. I mean, we all go through it. But you found your motorcycle. You found your passion. And it's a, a motorcycle is your passion now, I uh, would say, right? Absolutely. Like, I... I usually uh, put my life as before motorcycles and then after motorcycles because yes. it's, just, it's um, it, it it really helped me a lot. It helped me with you know self esteem issues uh, a lot, uh, and and this trip helped me enormously. And that's also like quite the big point of my social media accounts is um, I wish I had had that. Um, when I was going through all of this and um, a lot of the problems with, you know, uh, the being sensitive thing, uh, also like um, in my relationship, I was often told like, oh, no, you can't do this and you can't do that. And also like normally in life, people will tell you, you can't do this and you can't do that. But I want, I wish younger girls could, could get that kind of like um, sense of, uh, you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to know everything. And uh, the world isn't a terrible place. Like people will help you. I had, I have so many stories of people, you know, taking me into their homes. They don't know who I am. They give me a hot meal, a hot shower and, and a bed to sleep in. And uh, uh, I just, um, I wish I would have done this sooner, uh, even if I like I haven't had a lot of money. I haven't had, you know, the funds to just buy a motorcycle and go. It's uh, it's quite a lot of money for me. So uh, but I, I just want to show people and, and specifically girls that uh, you don't need a lot. You can take the bad tent and then go like you don't need to buy the fanciest thing. I, you know, honestly, and you talk about, and I don't want to get into it, uh, you know, deep into you, you talk about, you know, you had your self-esteem issues and depression, whatever, but you do stuff that I never would do to this day. And you went camping by yourself. I saw you said they camp up. And, and just weeds in just a field. And I'm like, oh my God, I would never do that. And then you had, you said you read your book, you had some mango slices. And I go, man, the first thing I would do is I would find a hotel. I don't care if I'd be broke. I would find a hotel. I'd break in somebody's house and cuddle up with them. Like, shh, I'm not going to hurt you. I just, I'm just cold. You know what I mean? I would, there's no way in the world I would, I would do it like you. But I, and I just think that right there shows your strength of a person. And that if you did have self-esteem issues, that should, that should help you alleviate them because you're able to be strong enough to camp by yourself in the woods and travel. And to me, that's a big thing right there. So I think those little obstacles that you accomplish are like little baby steps in, in becoming the person that you want to be. Definitely, definitely. And and that's what I said. Like, I, I could do a lot more than I thought I could. And, and one of my, my biggest scares for the trip were mm. dropping the bike. And I... I knew I probably would drop it at some point, but yeah. I was, oh my God, I'm so afraid to drop the bike. And then it happened. And I was just like, and I actually recorded this. I haven't posted it yet because right now in my 
uh, YouTube video things. It's uh, it's taking me such a long time to do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you'll see later where I recorded myself actually like lifting the bike up for the first time by myself. And it was just like, oh, it was so good for myself. I was just kind of like, oh, I don't need anyone. I can do this myself. <laughs> I think that was great. I saw you. I think it was on the trailer part you had. Uh, and you're like. You're back. You're back. You do it the correct way, and you lift it up, and it's great because you see the frustration in your face. Like, God damn, yeah. I dropped the goddamn bike, and you lift it. <laughs> you lift it up, and you're so little. But I think, and and the great thing about that is, it's funny. This is now for us to talk about it. The great thing about, it, and it's going to sound corny, but it's going to sound sappy. But I'm a sappy dude. Is that there's going to be some little girl that's watching this, and she's going to go, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. You and being strong, I said, you know what? You are a strong person. Like I said, because you camped. And there's no one in the world I could go camping by myself. And when you lifted that bike up, you know, like we, we think it's funny. But I mean, honestly, to be as slight as you are and you lifted it, it had to give you your own sense of, of strength. Like, Do you realize how strong you are as a person? Like I'm talking like mentally. Oh, um, actually, to be completely honest, like I said, I struggle with, um, um, you know, like just liking myself. So no, I, I I don't think I do yet, but I hope one day I will. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to give you your flowers now. That's what we call it when you give somebody, instead of like when they're dead, you say how great they were and they go, well, thanks a lot. I'm dead now. I'm just, I'm a ghost. I don't know. You know, I can't say thank you, but I'm going to give you your flowers now and that you are a strong person in the sense of, like I said, you're traveling by yourself. You should say, you should keep a journal. I hope you keep a journal or a diary to, and give yourself credit for traveling by yourself when a lot of people wouldn't do that. You, you had yeah, the sense of getting out of a, a toxic relationship and you can't, you camped, you camped by yourself you put that motorcycle together you took it apart and put it back together and you're doing a lot of things by yourself which people don't realize when you do a lot of things by yourself that's a sense of independence that a lot of people don't have I mean just being by yourself period you have to like yourself to do that I mean there's no you know you're alone because I mean come on let's be honest here you're a you're a very you're a nice looking woman you you know you're educated but you're doing things by, which shows as a sense of independence right there. You should give yourself credit for that. I mean, you should. Uh, and I mean, that's something I also struggle with. I know I have, I have a great support system. I have my, my mom, my dad, and, and my little sister, whom I just, I love them so much. They, they tell me all of this, like almost every day. And, uh, uh, but it's you know it's it's a it's a it's a mental disorder. It's it's kind of like depression. You know when someone says like, um, um, oh just get over it, but you're just kind of like, I literally can't. <laughs> so yeah. and, and kind of just I just have to work with. I, I obviously I know like um, like I have a lot of strengths and. Um, you know, you should, you should like yourself. And I, but I just, it's, it's something I'm struggling with and I'm sure, and I do share this on my, on my social media. And I've had a lot of people um, contact me and said like, Oh, thank you for speaking up about this. And, and this is so important. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, it's very nice that you're saying all of these things. It's, it's really kind, but uh, you know, I still have to be honest and be like, okay, now I am, struggling but you know one day i i will understand all of these things that you're saying but right now it's just kind of like ah no <laughs> no you know i i understand that what you're saying that's why i try not to now say you know hey get over it because i get that now because it's almost dismissive of somebody's feelings because we all we all you know process life at, at a different rate or, or in our own way and so yeah. telling somebody to get over, it, it's almost like, man, you know what? Fuck you. I'm, I'm let me, let me get this the way I'm getting it. Okay. So yeah, you should say that, but you know, you gotta be nice about it. But you know, a lot of people go get on planes or whatever with a support animal or support pet. Our support a a animal is our motorcycles. I mean, that's where we get our, uh, and you know, that motorcycle ride is where you go, you know what? I feel confident You know, to, to be able to pack your stuff up. And trust me, when I first started sport touring, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And you make so many mistakes, you know what I mean? And you you overpack or you underpack. Oh, I didn't bring any rain gear. And you find that you found that out the hard way. So in the very, be in the very beginning, what, what, what were the mistakes you made when you, when you sport traveled? Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
like you said, the rain gear was a really big mistake. And then also I had so many struggles with the little, the, the storm stove yeah. uh, cooking. I had so many problems with that. Also, like, you know, uh, not sport uh, or like off-road motorcycling necessarily, but, you know, even just being like a, a content creator, I should have brought, you know, an external hard drive for all the files. Uh, <laughs> not film the entire time, but just mm-hmm. like you know, play, speak, and then stop when it's a boring road. Not completely take all your battery time to film highway and like... Uh, oh gosh, there's so much, and uh, uh, maybe like, and this is the Pirelli story. I should have brought the right kind of uh, equipment uh, for taking off or, or tightening the chain. I didn't bring uh, the right kind of wrench to yeah. loose uh, the bolt in the back. Uh-huh. Oh, and it was such a struggle. And but this was not, this was like not in even in the beginning. This was like halfway, and I was in Sicily when this happened. Uh, and I stopped. I, at first, I heard a noise, and I was just kind of like, "Oh man, this is my chain. I have to tighten it now. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna fly off, and this is insane." Because uh, I was pulling a throttle, and it wasn't like responding properly. And I was just like, "Oh man, no!" And then I just stopped on the side of the road. Uh, I don't really. Rem- oh, it was near Mount Etna, and. Um, I just stopped on the side and then I took a look and I was just like, you know, I was supposed to be like maybe one and a half or two centimeters, uh, the, the gap when you push the chain. Mm-hmm. Well, mine was like almost flat and way over the, the swing arm. So I was just like, oh, great. Uh, I suck. Uh, I am the worst motorcyclist <laughs> off rider ever. And then I was just trying to get all my gear off. And then I was like red in the face, nostril flared. And I was like getting all my uh, tools out and then, you know, the misery of realizing that you brought the wrong tools and then oh, why is this my life uh, and I try with the tools I have and and I'm just standing there and this man comes up and he's Italian and he starts speaking to me in Italian and I'm just like uh I only speak English and then he's just like no no and then I show him the chain and he gets it and he tries to help me and with no luck, and then he like sort of like waves over uh, like a truck, and two other guys come out, and they have tools, but they can't do it either. And it's just like, oh, it's such a mess, and we're traffic, and it's just like, oh god. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like the weird man in another, I'm like uh, messing everything up, you know? Ah, oh, so so embarrassed. But then they started driving away, and they were kind of like waving for me to follow. So I was like, okay, they're probably uh, taking me to a mechanic. Right. So I can borrow rent and then be on on my way and uh-huh. everything good. Now we'll forget about this. <laughs> uh, but they drive me to the testing center for Pirelli. And I'm just kind of like, that. then I just got kind of like even more embarrassed because I was like, no, please don't make me. <laughs> here and tell them how terrible I am but they introduce me and they're just like oh she speaks English and then uh, they speak in Italian so I'm not sure what they're saying but right. uh, for some they, they keep saying English English and um, one of the guys his name's Francesco he comes up and he's like oh, okay I speak English what's the problem and I was just like I just need to borrow a 27 wrench do you have one can I borrow one and he's just like yeah Sure, what's the problem? Like, I need to tighten my chain. He's like, okay, but then we'll do it for you. It's fine. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. That's really nice. And so they did everything and they're like, oh, did you check uh, did you check the air pressure? And I was like, um, don't <laughs> my bike. And then they filled up with air and they were like, oh, your blinker's not working. Do you need help with that? And I was like, okay, I'll just give up. Yeah, I'm failing. <laughs> And they started like, you know, they were so kind. They were, they weren't like telling me like that I did everything wrong. They were just like, oh, it just happens. And where are you from? And I was like, oh, from Sweden. Like, what? Really? That's so cool. And so then they took me in and they introduced me to like the 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 boss of the of Pirelli at their workplace. And then they gave me the T-shirt and they showed me around. <sighs> and then. And then also uh, the journalists for Motorrad. I don't know if you know. Uh, it's like a German motorcycle magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
all of those guys came in and one guy was Swedish. So I started speaking to him and I was just kind of like, and then everyone was just kind of like, hey, this Swedish girl just wrote all the way on her Royal Enfield by herself. And then everyone was just like kept packing me on the back and we're like, hey, good job. And I was just like. See, how beautiful is life? I mean, it's almost, it was meant to be in the fact that it broke down, but those people helped you. You took a chance on them yeah, and you like, followed <laughs> and you followed them and now look now you're you're now you got best friends for life i mean how what a great story to tell that's yeah. the beauty of life and that's the strong in you coming out honestly to break down and try to fix it yourself i can barely put gas in my motorcycle but you know how to tighten a chain i can't do anything <laughs> i really can't i can't do it i can put gas in it and that's about it and you did all that you should you should Seriously, pat yourself on the back. What you did is incredible. I mean, you're stronger than you think you are. Oh, thanks. That means a lot. Thanks. That's really nice. And I I remember because I I get that. And I'm saying that because I remember the post you had. I think think you were in Bologna at the the embassy, I think. And you said you you casted a vote in the Swedish election. And you talk about how happy you are that women are voting and this and that and making change. And I was like, are you active politically and or, or do you like uh, follow women politicians or is that an area maybe you'd like to get in, uh, more involved with? Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, definitely not. I should be more, you know, uh, what do you call it in English when you when you know a lot about politics? I don't know anything and I feel very confused. I, I actually... Um, uh, I, uh, we, when I was 10, we moved to the U S and where, uh, where'd you go? Where, where Maryland. Maryland. So <sighs> I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I, we actually never went to the West side and we stayed there for almost eight years. I think it was like seven and a half years. Okay. So teens were in the U S and, um, so I learned more about the American government and how that worked. Uh, rather than the Swedish government. And, you know, my sister is so good at this. I wish she was here. She could explain to you. But I, I actually, I don't. I am, I am the very, like, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very left. So um, I voted for the left party. And uh, um, I'm very, you know, very for um, a democracy and, you know, everyone's uh, human basic rights and, and, um, uh, very passionate about you know uh there's a lot of talk about uh immigration now to sweden from both syria and ukraine and uh, well everywhere where there's problems in the world and people are searching to get asylum in in sweden and i'm just um yeah i I think it's it's awful right now how we're uh, limiting people to get like you know away from war and like famine and uh, we have so much space i think it's stupid that we can't take more people in but yeah you know i don't know anything about politics so i couldn't speak about it but um i'm very much for you know treating people like human beings and well, uh and it's almost a shame that you have to say that i mean if you think about it i mean that should be yeah like duh but some people don't want to play right as i like to say you know they don't uh, like you go what are you thinking i mean it's like we're all humans we all should be treated equal but then it sounds good on paper but then it it, it loses itself when it gets to reality you know yeah, yeah. Are, you a, are you a fan of greta thornburg Oh my gosh, I love her. She's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that little. I don't know why they always pick on her. Like when they, when she went out with Andrew Tate, I thought that was great <laughs> because she got the last laugh. I thought that was great. <laughs> when she She's said, awesome. if, "If you recycle those pizza boxes, you wouldn't put the jail." <laughs> yeah, she's so cool. Yeah, I love Greta. She's just uh, she's so. I think we have a lot learned from her, even though she's so young. She's so, uh, she's so smart. She she really like if you if I would describe one person as smart, I would say Greta. She is just uh, she has so much knowledge. I love listening to her. Um, I follow her on Instagram and uh, I listen to a lot of her, um, you know, promotional videos and and um, when she's speaking. Um, at different conferences and stuff like that. I think she's very inspirational. We have a lot to learn from her. 
I think we do. I mean, people dismiss her and I go in life. You never dismiss anyone. I think that's our problem. You can't say, oh, you're, you know, I can't talk to you. I wouldn't talk to you and look down on you because oh, you're younger. You don't there, No, I, you learn something from everybody. Like I, from you, I learn. OK, don't drop my bike. I learned. Yeah. And if I learned from you how to pick a bike up or how to, you know, go camping. I mean, there's little things you learn from everybody in life. That's what life is all about. You got to keep your mind open and extract and extract the positive things from people and I, from you I go man the fact that you're camping I just think that is unbelievable and it's little things like that and I think personally that if women had women need positive role models and I think because as, as a man we always can go at least I'd lean towards sports but I always go okay Michael Jordan or Valentino Rossi or Mark Marquez you know it's easy to say but as a woman who are your role models that you look up to or have you ever had one growing up oh my gosh um I guess mine have varied a little bit, but, but then I've also, I've been a very, um, you know, weird child. No. <laughs> I have a lot of different hobbies and they change all the time, except for motorcycling. When I fell in love with that, it's been sticking to me. Like, I don't know uh, what you could say, but it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's going to be with me for life. I already know that, but um I've been a very weird child. I guess, you know, in motorcycle perspective, I would say, uh, you know, Hamna, of course, she's really cool, but also uh, Gabrielle Rose, Rosie, Rosie Gabrielle, mm-hmm. um, uh, who more, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, she's the English woman who went around the world and I think it was the 70s or 80s on a BMW. Uh, Elspeth mm-hmm. Beard, very cool. Uh, she actually commented on my Instagram and I was so, oh, she's so cool. Um, <laughs> also really cool videographer on YouTube. Uh, oh, and of course, Itchy Boots, Itchy Boots. Smart. Itchy Boots, I got to get in touch with Itchy Boots. You know what's funny? I looked at Itchy Boots, I looked at you and I said, I went with you first. And I mean, it from the bottom, and, and, and it's not like a, I'm sure if I get Itchy Boots on, I got to be like, you know, it was, <laughs> I had to, I got to explain myself to her, but honestly, it was like itchy boots. And I saw you and I go, and I wanted to reach out to you in September and I finally did it with you first. So maybe itchy <laughs> boots, but yeah, you both, but I think the world needs, at least, like I said, little girls need that's something that, you know, somebody that it seems more uh, attainable and like you're like, you seem like you're on this level and and that's what I think makes it more palpable for the girl to go, okay, I want to be like her. Cause I mean, you're just an everyday person who's doing extraordinary things. You know, and that, that to me is what a role model is. I mean, you know, there's people out there that look unattainable, like trying to be, say, I want to be president. It's like, ah, oh, really? But when you say, hey, I want to be like, you know, Moto ID, you're like, oh, really? Like, what, what, what's cool about her? Man, she went from Sweden to Italy by herself. She camped out by herself. She dropped her bike. She picked it up by herself. She knows how to fix the bike. Little things like that, you'd be surprised. Little things like that just help people go, okay, if she can do it, why can't I? You know? Yeah, but then also, like, it shouldn't be just, like, you know, now I I named a lot of female uh, influencers, but it shouldn't, I think it also shouldn't limit you to gender. You should be able to, you know, even, like, non-binaries should be role models. I don't know any non-binary moto influencers, though, so... It's quite hard, but uh, <laughs> like, how about how, how about like heterosexual, older uh, uh, African American men from America? How about that influencer? Like, like yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I, it it shouldn't limit you to gender, but I do think that uh, I mean, motorcycling is it it is a male dominated hobby or sport or category. Um, so I think. Uh, and it's it's not often. I mean, I have a few uh, female uh, rider friends, but mm. it's they're quite far away, and some of them are through Instagram, and they're like on the other side of the world. So um, it's um, it's always nice, you know. Um, and, and and it's so nice because it, the the I've been in groups with just guys and motorcycling and then I've been in groups when it's just girls and it's motorcycling and I don't want to separate them but there is a difference at least with the groups that I've been with Um, what's the difference what's the difference I felt like I felt a little bit um I felt a little bit uh calmer 
if that's if that's a good uh, description. Uh, when I wrote with the Women Writers World Relay, for example, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote in a, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like, a, you know, when you're a big group and then you have uh, one writer to the right and then you have another writer in the back, but to the left. And then, you know, you yeah, you stagger. With- yeah, you stagger it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was just very like, you know, calm and we and we rode to like see the scenery and it was more like in a in a in more fitting pace for me i'm not a very fast rider mm-hmm. uh, i can of course ride fast but that's not why i ride <laughs> right i ride feel the freedom and, and the adventure and to and obviously to see the nature so i don't want to go in like 200 kilometers uh per hour i i want to take it slow i would rather go like you know like i said before on the back road at 50 kilometers an hour and, and see the ocean uh, then go on the autobahn in like 300 kilometers. So, um, but yeah, but the, but the main difference was that when I was riding with the guys, it was more sort of like a competition who could ride the fastest. <laughs> That's me. And, you know, after a while, this is kind of like, hey, um, I need to leave your group because this is not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> and and but I mean they were great people but it was just like the type of riding they were doing and they obviously were all sport riders uh, sport bike riders too so that could be it too if I was going with off-road a, a group of men with off-road riding maybe it would be slower and I would feel more comfortable but from from the groups that I were with I felt more calm and uh, I enjoyed it a little bit more when I was with, with the girls because mm-hmm. they were going you know calmer yeah. It was more scenic. <laughs> well, you know what? I, like I said, everybody rides different. And I think that's why I switched up my riding. I mean, I was a sport bike rider. And then I said, you know what? I saw how people, they ride around the city. And I'm not going to belittle them. God did the same thing too. You ride around real fast <laughs> in the city and this and that. And then I said, you know what? I want to keep motorcycling in my life because I like them. But I, but I realized I had to change. So that's why I bought a sport touring bike. And now to travel and see the world or at least see the United States, whatever. And yeah. that to me, it's, it's the best when like uh, when I was in Italy, here's what I want you to do. I don't know. Have you been to the Stelvio Pass yet? No, no. Where's it, that? It's in Italy. It's, uh, I took it. I rented a bike in Milan and I rode up to the Stelvio Pass and they were getting ready for the, the Tour de France. There was no, nothing but motorcycles and bicycles. My two favorite things in life. Motorcycles and bicycles going up to Stelvio Pass. And I mean, you would love it. You would, So uh, what oh, I want you, what I want, the Stelvio Pass. Stelvio Pass. Stelvio. Stelvio Pass. Look it up on Instagram. You'll see it. And you'll be like, because oh, the road goes like this and it goes all the way up and it's beautiful. And it, and it, and it gets to the top. You get to the top and there's Italy, uh, France, Spain, and Switzerland at, at the top. And you see all their flag. It's, um, and nobody was at the, uh, the post. So I rode over into Switzerland and did a U-turn and came back. But yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you, you would love it. So put that on your bucket list. And who knows? Maybe we'll ride together. You never know. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be I, cool. Why did you skip the Netherlands, though? That, the Netherlands are the shit. Why did you skip it? No, uh, I've been there before. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was dating a girl there. So um, when I was... I, I did my internship at John Doe. Uh, I don't know if you read that, but uh, I'm a garment technical designer. Yes. Um, I, I when I was in school, I did a five month internship at John Doe, and they make motorcycle clothing. Uh, and so I lived in Germany. And then she was like, uh, we were, you know, dating. And then she came over to Germany and visited me. And then I came over to the Netherlands. And uh, she actually had a Royal Enfield Himalayan. So that was the first time I got to try the bike. And uh, it was so nice of her. She let me ride, and it was really cool. And yeah, the Netherlands was beautiful. We were in Kinderjik with the the um, or Kinderjik. I don't remember what it was called, but with the windmills, and it was so beautiful. And we went to Nordvik with the ocean, and that was also so beautiful. Uh, so yeah, I have I've already been to the Netherlands, and I went motorcycle riding there. So I kind of felt like ah, I I can skip this. I really want to get fat. <laughs> down to the French Alps and to Italy where I was just gonna experience like the cool things that I haven't seen before. 
I, you know, I was in Groningen over the summer. I, I, uh, I was, I was there for the week. I was in Groningen. I had a great time. It's one of my favorite cities now, Groningen. I think you would love it. I think you would love it. Okay, okay, okay. So um, who, who knows? Maybe we'll meet in Groningen this year. Maybe I'll yeah. come over in the summertime. You bring a bike down. I'll steal a bike. And maybe we'll just ride. Maybe we'll just, like, shh, don't, don't about it. But we'll, like, steal a bike. We'll just ride for the weekend or whatever. We'll have a good, matter of fact, I got a speeding ticket from a motorcycle cop in uh, the oh. Netherlands this summer. Yeah, because I didn't know he was a cop. So I, I, was going, I was going really fast, and I passed him, and he got mad and said, pull oh. over. And I, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know part about being a slow rider you will never get a speeding ticket you don't have to- <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't know i know it's a little bitty thing but so so uh you're are you bisexual or whatever are you are you just like men and women or no i'm 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 bisexual and i'm, I'm out so um yeah so i i date both but you know that's always it's still i'm, I'm still kind figuring that out because right now i only date women um and but i don't i i mean i date a little bit but right now it's just been like oh my life has been so messy so it's just been like no time for it um a little bit but it's just oh it's a mess but anyways yeah i i date both but for now i only date women so i'm still bi but i guess i guess you could say it as i i follow this uh instagram girl and she there's a lot of great content on on bisexuality and you know understanding your own sexuality and she phrased it like this like you can have uh like a sexual attraction and then you can also have a romantic attraction and um, the romantic attraction could be like somebody you could see as your life partner and then the sexual attraction is just something you, you know you see someone and then you're like i like that person um, so I guess right now I'm, I'm trying to like figure out, okay, I might be like both sexually attracted to both genders and, uh, I haven't quite figured out the non-binary part yet and, and, and the pansexual category, but I think I, I'm standing in the bi category for now and that I'm romantically attracted to women, but then sexually attracted to both. Long story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. No, you know, I, I'm glad you brought it up. I was kind of hesitant to go there. I didn't want it to, you know, turn into a different kind of podcast. And you think I'm a creeper. Like, I'm glad no, I didn't I- talk to you in September. But yeah, so I just wanted to know. I just, you know, was very curious. Yeah, no. And I think it's, an. I think like it's, uh, as long as people are comfortable talking about it, then I think it's fine. And I'm very comfortable talking about it. So yeah, it's, yeah. And I think like, also, I would appreciate it if 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 I could like I always look for for more information and more you know like podcasts or maybe uh, you know in movies pe- people representing vice because you know a lot of the representation I feel like I have really seen a lot of you know like movies or TV shows where they represent the bisexual girls. It's always like you know homosexual and then uh or like the lesbians or or the gays but there's not a lot of the buys and i'm just kind of like ah i need more representation can people please talk about this more <laughs> no that's you know what i'm so glad you said that it's beautiful and and thinking about it, and just now that i thought about it yeah i remember you were passing through uh, i don't forget where it was and they were having a pride parade or something yeah. and so and you uh and afterward you put up the happy pride day yeah yeah yeah, uh, and also by Visibility Day, but that was on Instagram. But on my YouTube, yeah, it was for the Pride, and I wish I would have gone. It was Stockholm Pride. I really wanted to go, but then again, it was sort of kind of like, do I do this, uh, like a life adventure trip now that I will have with me for the rest of my life, or do I go to Pride? And I was just kind of like, of course, I want to do both, but right now I will prioritize the the trip. So, so I left. Uh, like I think it was like a few days before the pride festival uh, and the parade Uh, but I and also it was like such a specific pride because there'd just been like a shooting in in Oslo for the pride Mm -hmm. Uh, the pride people had gone to the this specific gay bar and there had been a shooting and people died and so I just kind of and then then there were a lot of talks in Sweden now if if people were gonna uh, go or not because they were afraid that something similar would happen and I was just kind of like oh man I really have to support this now because 
I, I feel like everyone, of course, everyone can be scared and, and, and stuff like that. But I felt like personally, I really want to go to just sort of show that we're you cannot oppress us. We should not have to feel afraid. And um, I, I, I just really wanted to be there to support them. But um, yeah, I had to choose my trip. So I chose the trip. <laughs> no, I think honestly, that is beautiful. I love finding out about this about you because I didn't ask beforehand. And I love finding it because like I said, there's, there's going to be somebody who maybe identifies as a rider and watching this going, oh my God, yeah, maybe you guys can hook up and ride and, and support in that way. You know what I mean? Because it's like when I saw that and you're talking about representation, and we talked about human, you know, civil rights for people. People should always, and it's the truth because to me, every right is, should be a human right. Every civil right should be a human right. Like if you're born on this earth, you should, everyone should have the same liberties and to, to goose it. Now, if you've done a crime or something, yeah, I can see why you're, you're restricted in this way. I understand that. But if you're born on this earth, you should have this, everybody should have the same kind of access to stuff be, just be, because you're a human being and because your sexuality or the color of your skin or whatever should not limit you. You know what I mean? I mean, I've shown support because my roommate, now she's a lesbian, my roommate is. So, you know, like now, and I've always been a champion of like just rights, period. I, you know, and I hate when people talk about anybody, whether it's sexuality or their race, whatever. But now it takes a different meaning now than my roommate because she's, you know, we love each other. That's my, she's one of my favorite, best friends in the whole world. So I don't, I, that hurts me too also. Just, just back to human beings, but the fact that they're also, that they're gay and they're being targeted, man, I mean, uh, African-Americans again, America. Can, can we can definitely speak on that so well you should be commended for that i mean you really should and i i don't give you like i said you should give yourself a lot of credit because you're a lot stronger and you're uh without knowing you're a power role model for somebody and you don't even realize it oh that's so sweet i actually i i had a girl write to me i have a lot of people i i mean i don't even understand how i have like uh, followers on Instagram I, I feel like I'm like I didn't do anything so it's kind of weird or bizarre that I I had I, it like blew up in my face like that yeah. but it's really it's cool it's fun uh, but there was this one girl who wrote to me and she uh she said like uh, oh my god I just saw your Instagram it's super cool and I actually bought a Royal Enfield Himalayan and uh, I started practicing and you know we started writing to each other and it was just like it was such a, a nice feeling um, to just like be able to relate to someone and, and to have like the same kind of experiences and then talk about it so yeah that was that was really really cool I don't remember her name now but um yeah, but she was, yeah, it was really cool that she wrote to me. I was super happy that she did. Here's what I think, and this is what I hope, and for both people, because I, I really think that when you see this, is your first podcast, so I hope, you know, I hope you put it up on your stories, I hope people watch it, and I just want them to get a, a, a more of a feeling about you and who you are as a person. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, I mean, it's for me because I just love motorcycling and I love independent women. And I think independent women in the sense of motorcycling to me is the ultimate form. And so, you know, we're, I, we're both helping each other. But I just really want this to blow up for you. And I want it to, you know, I want you to ride around the world. And I want to see you and Hannah get together and do the <laughs> sweetest duo and ride around the world. Now, what is your goal? Like eventually a motorcycle? Do you want to do more traveling? Do you want to maybe, maybe, maybe get a sport bike and go on a track day someday? Like what are your ultimate goals in motorcycling oh gosh um like if uh, i my dream would be that somebody would sponsor me and i could just ride around the world <laughs> every day uh but you know you have to be kind of realistic and that's why um i i don't um i'm not posting i'm posting like old photos right now because i'm obviously not traveling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah the the dream, absolute dream, would be to just like uh, ride around the world. I'm very obsessed with Asia right now, so that would be super cool if like Royal Enfield could sponsor me. That would be very appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> now, where in uh, where in Asia? Where in Asia? Oh, everywhere. I would love to just you know go to Mongolia and then do the north and then do everything and then all the way down to like bali and then go over to new zealand and maybe australia i i just want to see like that whole part um yeah everything vietnam thailand china i, I want to do it all maybe not like i don't like the cities so i always want to go like on the countryside um maybe i would 
I don't know how Burma is looking right now. Maybe it's not so safe, but mm. just all of Asia. I just think that they're all the uh, agriculture and like uh, the nature there. It's just like it looks like something. Well, it wasn't like the Avatar movie inspired by like China's uh, kind of pillar mountain things. So I have no like, idea. I, I've never seen. I've never seen blue people in my life, so I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, j- just the Smurfs. All I know is the Smurfs, and uh, that's it. And then our Avatar shows up, and I go, "Yeah, I was watching a cartoon of that like thirty years ago." So yeah, so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But you know what? You should write. If you go to Thailand, I, I did a uh, I-, I did a podcast with a girl from Thailand. She does motorcycle tours. I can hook you up. So you tell me when you want to do that, and uh, that- I'll hook you up. I'm sorry, say again. That by Kedonia. Yes, yes, Grace Mc- Grace McDonald. That's her name. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> Yes, she, she, she's great. I'll get in touch with you guys. You guys can you know, hook up, and it'd be great for you guys to go ride. I would love that. If I could bring people together like that, I would love to do that. And Hannah's right there now. She's sponsored by Thailand Triumph, I think. So she's in Thailand, too. I think you should go to Triumph and okay. maybe get a sponsorship. You should go to Triumph. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, she's so cool. Have you seen her new photos? They're- yes. Yes, they're beautiful. I mean, that's, yes. That's something you two have got to ride together. You have to. I think it's beautiful. Now, on your camp, and before, I got to get, get out here real soon, but, like, have you ever had any negative, like, situations with your camping or just on the road, period, other than dropping your bike? Actually, I was, I counted this. I was on the road for 61 days, and there was only one night where I felt unsafe. Um and it was in Sicily. I was on. I was on my way back to Livor. Uh, no, not Livorno. What was it? Um, Palermo. Uh, and it was like in the northern region of um, Sicily. And I was in this camping place. Uh, and uh, but this place, this was like one night out of the entire trip. And it was just like you know. I think it was just like a really weird person. I don't think he. Uh, was normal so but he he I, I was talking to him he was showing me the place where I could tent uh and so and I was just like you know being me talking being social and I was like oh cool uh thanks for the place and like okay I will put my tent up here and then he started asking me where I was from and I was like oh Sweden and he's like oh, okay cool and then he went off and I was like okay putting up my tent getting ready for for bed putting up the mattress and everything and then he comes back and he's just kind of like oh do you have a boyfriend and i was just kind of like oh. uh, but uh, i don't date men and then he was just kind of like oh but i would like if you could stay here and i was just kind of like um no i'm gonna stay here for the night i have uh, a place i have to I have a ferry to catch and he was just kept on like insisting and then uh then I was just kind of like no I don't want to and then he went away and then I I was actually late at night I think it was like uh uh I think 10 to 10 so Uh uh, 10 p.m so it was quite late and then he uh he he came up to the to the door and he's like beautiful girl beautiful girl open the tent and I was just kind of like what the heck? So then uh, oh. I just kind of opened it a little bit. And then I was just kind of like, what's wrong? And then he's like, please, please stay. Please, please stay. And like begging. And I was just kind of like, what the hell? This is creepy. Uh, and then I actually like said really loudly and really firmly, like, leave me alone. Go away. And and then he, he left. And um, I have my mom gave me like a little Swiss army knife. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But. And I remember, and I'm no, I'm laughing at it now. But I was, I was really afraid that he would like, I don't know, pick up the entire tent and me with it and carry me out to the docks and throw me in the water or something. I don't know. Yeah. I had all these terrible scenarios going through my head. But in the morning, I just like, uh, I woke up really early because I was, I couldn't sleep. And then I packed everything up and I rode up to the, to the reception to pay. And uh, you know, normally. Uh, when things like this, you know, being a woman, this happens like very often that you meet weird people or men in general. Yeah. Uh, normally, I won't say anything. I'll just be like, "Oh, it's just another day being a girl." <laughs> and um, but I actually told them I was like, "This is one of your employees." Uh, I felt very uncomfortable. I didn't sleep well, 
and he shouldn't be behaving like this. And I hope that you talk to him because if there's other uh, solo female travelers um, that have experienced the same thing, um, I hope that they never get to experience this because it was very, you know, uh, uncomfortable and I was very scared. And she reacted very, very like uh, harshly to this. And she was like, oh, oh my gosh, I did not know that he did this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely talk to him about this. And this is not acceptable at all. And we're very, very sorry that this happened to you. Um, we appreciate that you're telling us this. And uh, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for telling us. We we will take this. Um, we will take this further and, and speak to him. This there will be consequences for him. So I felt, you know, even though that happened, I think it was just he was weird. Um, so it it wasn't like yeah, it was it's fine. They reacted good. I reacted good, and he was just a weirdo. <laughs> one one bad day out of 60, hey, you know, it's going to yeah. happen, but I'm glad you listen. I'm up against it. We got to get ready to go, but I want oh. a one-word one, one answer before we get out of here. Which is better, Swedish meatballs or Italian pizza? Italian pizza. <laughs> You're a sellout. Sellout. <laughs> listen, I could, talk to, I could talk to you all day. You know what? Maybe we do a part two next summer after your travels. How about that? Uh, awesome. That would be so, great. Moto Adi. I call her Adi. She said, however you want to go. So I'm saying Moto Adi at Instagram. Follow her. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate that. I, I'm glad I was your first podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll do another one. I want to do another one uh, next summer. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds great. Thank you so much for, for being my guest. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm BT. You know how we say about this time. You know the word. Peace.